What a crazy freaking week. As I'm recording this, I'm seeing that Baby Sussex is probably on the way. Might be here, but probably on the way. That has me geeked as fuck. Wow. Oh my God, I can't believe the wait is almost over. What an end to a crazy, crazy week. I can't, I never could have predicted this week you know, a year ago when Harry and Meghan got married. But of course, you know, the baby coming is what we're all kind of waiting on. And I think it's kind of fitting because it puts in the front of everyone's faces the importance of what really matters. You know, although we're going to get into some things that still matter, just not as much as baby Sussex. But along those lines, I want to put my charity plug in the beginning. This is one of Megan and Harry's charities that they've asked everyone to donate to. Um, with regard to the global Sussex baby shower, I normally put those at the end because I kind of want that to be the last thing that people hear. But in honor of baby Sussex, wow. Wow, baby Sussex is almost here. I want to plug the Lunchbox Fund. Who are they? Well, you can go to thelunchboxfund.org and see for yourself all the great things that they're doing. But the Lunchbox Fund helps vulnerable and food insecure children in South Africa get the education they desperately need to build a life free of poverty. What do they do? They provide a nutritious daily school meal to children who would otherwise go hungry. This meal encourages children to attend school and enables them to concentrate and learn while they are there. Children are supported at all stages of their education, from preschool through primary and secondary school and after school programs. The first five years of a child's life are critical for the physical, social, emotional, and cognitive development. Why nutrition? School nutrition facilitates a child's ability to learn and support their promise of reaching the full potential as adults. Less than 50% of children who start school in grade one in South Africa make it through grade 12. Poor education drives the high unemployment rate, which is between 40 and 70% for those who have not completed high school. Hunger, poverty, and lack of access to effective education means that millions of caregivers are unable to provide for their child's healthy development and education. Around 12 million children in South Africa live below the poverty line, and 4.4 million households in South Africa do not have frequent and reliable access to food. A guaranteed meal served at school incentivizes impoverished caregivers to send their children to school. It enables children to develop grow and learn in a safe and stimulating environment and prepares them to receive a formal education. When a child stays in school, their ability to generate future income and build a livelihood is increased 
Through interactions with teachers, fellow students, and food preparers, the child is also connected, well cared for, and involved. So clearly the Lunchbox Fund is a worthy cause. It's it's something that has, um, it's a, it requires a small amount to give, but that small amount continues to give far into the future for individual children. And that helps to build strong communities, no matter where this is, but this in particular is in South Africa. So uh, their goal is to reach across the entire country of South Africa. So uh, please consider giving to the Lunchbox Fund in the name of Baby Sussex. I donated $50 today. 100% of your proceeds, of the proceeds, donations go to feeding these children, 100%. So give them a look, thelunchboxfund.org, and let's get ready to welcome Baby Sussex. So let me warn y'all, this is going to be a rough cut. It's going to be a rough cut. You know, I want to get this out there in a hurry because I... Girl, I got to jump on Twitter and Instagram and keep refreshing my phone like a fucking maniac today because I need to know whether or not this baby is here or coming today. So before we get into that, let's talk about what a crazy week it's been. Just real quick. So first of all, I told y'all KP was the ghetto. I told y'all they were the ghetto. Before the internet, people walking around here thinking that wealthy elite folks with lots of money to inherit were off living a life a little bit more classy than the rest of us. Well, our lie detector determined that was a lie. Kensington Palace is the ghetto. Princess Diana called it a gilded prison. I'm just calling it a ghetto because, you know, not in a literal sense, and shout out to ghettos everywhere. You feel me? I too grew up. I grew up in the hood. So I'm proud of it. But, you know, there's something really, really unique about the fact that these are the elitists of the elite. Like the upper, upper echelon. And they out here living like, living their lives like they came straight from the trailer park. No shade. No shade. But... Things are what they are, and we all can read. We all got eyes. We all got intuition. But um, Kensington Palace is full of trifling people. They are working in tandem with a trifling press. And I have so many questions. So many questions. First and foremost, question. Is there any depth that the British media won't sink to? Like, why do they think we are stupid? While the press and the Cambridges are out here working in tandem, and that's my opinion. I know that's an opinion held by a lot of people, but I thought that from the beginning. As soon as, you know, everybody starts shitting on Megan, something had to be a little bit fishy under there uh, for that to continue. It was like an onslaught. So while they're working in tandem, they might want to consider that y'all might not have, but like one or two kings left. Like I used to, I, I used to like... I used to think that people were kind of exaggerating when they said that, that the monarchy might be dying or it might be just more quickly outdated than they think it will be. 
weeks like this kind of make me see that there's some truth to that, possibly. Because it's so outdated. And then when you have the press working in tandem with them, clearly reporting on some things, but refusing to report on others, it kind of makes you wonder why, like, why are y'all here? Do we need you? Y'all don't have no, you know what I mean? So he's acting like he doesn't even want to be king. He seems like the type of person who wants the perks, but not the responsibility. He wants all of the perks of being king without really having to do all the things that make you the the quote-unquote benevolent monarch that everybody just continues to look up to for centuries and centuries. And lately it seems like Harry and Meghan are working hard enough for the both of y'all to kind of take the scrutiny off of you. That's my opinion. But Will's been acting like a little petulant man here lately. To the press. Y'all be lying. Y'all lie. Y'all lie. Y'all are a bunch of fucking liars. I even read an article headline like last night that said something like, Kate's bid to end a hurtful rift between William and Harry. So this is to imply that Megan caused the rift between the brothers. Megan is the reason why they don't quote unquote get along because they got along before she got married. And then here comes the white savior, Kate Middleton, to come in and put the brothers back together again. Humpty Dumpty with his bald motherfucking head. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that came out. But the point still stands. The point stands. It's such bullshit. First of all, what rift? What rift? If there is a rift, well then what caused the rift? You're trying to imply Megan did, she didn't. But I don't expect the press to be honest about that. The British press is only interested in making Kate look good, no matter how dumb they look writing the lies for her benefit. I can just about guarantee you that any problems between Harry and Meghan stem from the fact that the Cambridges are sitting back, better yet, laughing as the press beat up on their sister-in-law and their beloved brother's pregnant wife. A pregnant woman... Y'all are sitting back and letting the press try to turn a whole country against a heavily pregnant woman. Something is real wrong with that picture. And I am like, so sorry, but something is incredibly wrong and it's unnerving. Harry is an expert at this game, though. He knows exactly what's going on. And if anything, he's playing the game just to keep it classy. Not saying that he's complying with everything that he sees going on, but he's not, like, acting out. He's not kirking out on these folks. Like, I know he probably wants to do, and we kind of got a glimpse of that when Harry and um, Kate went to, uh, what was it, the Anzac service, uh, memorial service, and... uh yeah, Harry, ain't, he ain't got no time for that. Harry was like, get out of my way. I'm going home to my wife now. Harry is trying to keep it classy so that he and his wife can continue to build their global profile for the things that they want to do. 
um, both in England and abroad, which is a smart move because if you think about it, the press is going to, if they're racist, which we know they racist. In 2016, Harry released a whole letter from Kensington Palace about the press coverage of his girlfriend then, both in the UK and the US, saying, leave my girl alone, please. Y'all are really trying my nerves. Please back the fuck up. He did that before they was even engaged. So the press would beat up on Megan anyway. In a way, the press tends to kind of rough up people who are privileged and famous and beautiful and loved because they think that, you know, very, very little can be done to diminish their star. But my God, it's been like torturous probably for this woman. Luckily for her, she doesn't read it. But what if she was the type of person who did read these things and who cared so much about what people were saying because she feared that in this brand new country, the people that uh, are the citizens of the country wouldn't, would, would somehow think that she was all the things that they're saying in these papers. There's no doubt that Megan receives most, the vast majority of the lies from the press. And that being said... I need y'all to pay very close attention to the kinds of articles that come out today and over the weekend about both of these couples, particularly the ones having nothing to do with Megan or the birth of this baby. Okay. Most of the articles about the Sussexes are about Megan. And most of the articles about Megan are very negative, having nothing to do with her pregnancy, well, except for the fact that the media wants to demand that they see her baby hours after she gives birth. But pay attention now because we saw leading up to the birth, the birth will be the great distraction for the Cambridges. And I hate to say it that way, but looking at the the way the events have played out, that will be a distraction. That essentially will be the the global event that takes everybody's attention away from the Cambridges as it should and puts it all, you know, puts all of the attention onto the birth of the baby and the Sussexes' new family, growing family. But there's going to be a lot of things that are written that are going to be shade, that are going to be uh, a continuation of the beating up on Megan, um, of the, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like there's going to be a, a, I won't say an onslaught, but there's still going to be that moving around of pieces that, tries to continually cover for and or push down the story that broke this week, which was hashtag Prince William affair. They want to hide behind the birth of the baby in order to get everyone to forget about that. But things always come back around. So pay attention to what people are writing. Not to mention the press was oddly silent on a globally trending story. Now think about that. Think of all the stories that trend on Twitter first and then become a story in all of these publications. 
the Prince William affair, hashtag Prince William affair that trended basically this whole week was the biggest trending story of all of the royal stories outside of baby Sussex. All of the royal stories, especially of late, that was the biggest one. Tell me why the press didn't put, uh, pick it up. Some American media outlets did. But the British press, ooh, cha. They, like, they didn't even want to look that direction. You know, the Global Success Baby Shower became a story for, you know, press both in England and the U.S. The My Palace Source, I don't know if y'all remember that. My Palace Source says that, and then you say some absurd thing, that became a story. It wasn't a huge story, but it was a story, both in the UK and the US publications. This one, though, especially given the history of infidelity in that family, you know, and, and not to pick on them, because I guess infidelity is in a lot of families, but in the stage that infidelity played out with Prince William's mother and the fact that he's cheating on his wife, pregnant wife, allegedly. You mean no British media picked that up? Crazy, right? That's crazy. Then there are the lies told by KP. And in this case, I guess it would be a lie by omission. But I understand that KP no longer speaks for the Sussexes, and that's great. But when they did, they didn't protect the Sussexes. They just stayed silent while all the lies were being told. When the lies were being told about Kate or, you know, um, William, oh, they came out swinging. I remember something about a garden, and somebody said Kate didn't want Megan or, or Harry to show up to her opening of her garden. And KP was like, wait, what? That's not true. You know, simple things, small things. They defend Kate, girl. But they stay silent on Megan. I'm glad they got the fuck up out of there. But at this point, Kensington Palace is blocking commenters. You know, the royal family is now existing in an era where people get to have a dialogue with them every day, you know, through the outlets. Now, I'm not saying, you know, Kate and Will and Harry and Megan are out here tweeting the tweets and posting the posts on Instagram, but maybe they are. Hell, we don't know. It's in their name. But... Now people can have a conversation with them. Now people can kind of, and sometimes social media is a place where people throw out, throw out insults. Uh, they throw out taunts, you know, um, KP is blocking people. And a lot of times they're not even blocking people for insults or taunts. They're, they're just plain old facts, you know, or, or questions even, um, Kensington Palace is blocking people. And granted, I don't necessarily follow them, but you don't have to follow them in order for them to block you. But the question is, why are you blocking bitches? What you, like, what you and your feelings about? Oh, right, that thing that you're not talking about. It feels like Kensington Palace was involved in an attempt to um, dismantle, destroy Megan. That sounds pretty, pretty extreme, right? But... They didn't do anything to defend her. You know, if somebody is like trying to beat up my sister, you know, or my boyfriend or my cousin or any of my friend, you know what I mean? I'm a fight too. 
Or at the very least, I'm going to stop the fight from happening. You know, but I'm not going to sit there and watch. That's essentially what Kensington Palace did when people were attacking a heavily pregnant lady. You know, and again, thank God Megan isn't a type of person who internalizes all of that, all of that stress. Because that has impacts on a developing fetus. You know what I mean? But it's like they didn't care whether or not, they didn't care how she reacted. They only cared that the heat was off of Will and Kate. Why would they do that? Well, to cover up the affair. Whether you believe the affair happened or not, people are talking about it. And it started with the people who were supposedly firsthand aware of uh, an affair going on, people who actually knew the people involved in the affair. And then it became something that leaked uh, on Twitter via a thread and these reliable sources. And then once the media picks up with it, then it became a, glo a global uh, trend. Well, as a future monarch and KP is in a self-preservation mode, I don't know if you remember me talking about that last time, they're just choosing not to say anything. But that's not an excuse for allowing the press to beat up on a pregnant lady. Oh, and here's the gag. KP might be trying to preserve the monarchy, but times have changed. We live in an age of Twitter and Instagram and a constant global conversation is happening about everything these people do. Beating up on the most popular royal royals is kind of ill-advised. And I don't know how they don't see that. At this point, I don't expect Kensington Palace to have any dignity or to help resolve this. Um, you know, the negative stories about about Megan or even the own, like even the, um, the Prince, Prince William affair story. I don't think that they will do anything to resolve it. I think they will continue to say nothing and hope that the story goes away. Uh, but I think there will be a price for that. And speaking of babies, how much do you want to bet that, um, Will and Kate have baby number four, <laughs> which by the way, I, I'm all for kids. So live your life. But I think it's just kind of messed up that some pregnant women are protected from the bullshit while others are not. I mean, the report is that sis was pregnant during the, um, during the affair. And when that went down, uh, pregnant with Lewis, mind you. So, and he just turned one. Um, so I, I just think that's messed up in and of itself, but, um, having a baby, to resolve marital issues is kind of messed up for the baby um, because babies don't fix the problems that you should fix together with your partner. Um, but when and if they decide to have a child, you can bet your bottom dollar that Kate ain't going to feel none of the heat that Megan has felt since before she got pregnant. So we're talking about the full nine months. Kate will feel none of that. That's why I'm not here for them. Because they're cool with that. That's sadistic. They're cool with that. They're cool with potentially causing harm to their unborn niece or nephew. I ain't cool with that. I'm not cool with them using the press 
or the press using Megan to help distract you from the fact that Will and Kate might have a sham marriage. That's my, that's my opinion. It's my opinion. But it's just so weird to see it in 2019. Now, I know that it happened in history and maybe originally they were madly in love, but now it just seems like their position is more important than their marriage. And I mean, their position as royals, their position as um, two people directly in line for the throne, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it just, I don't know. It just feels like, it feels like their marriage is secondary, especially now when you compare them to the the closest couple, which is the Sussexes, their, mar- their marriage and their love is like, First on their list. That's their primary goal is to keep that secure. Now, again, while all of this is my opinion, I still find it very sad. I could be wrong, though. They could be in love. They just got a weird way of showing it. Okay, but for me, it's like looking at a living museum. Now, here's a very unpopular opinion and bear with me here. Objectively speaking now, okay, we know that Megan, if we're looking at the two women, right? Megan seems to be more popular. The brothers is kind of hard to say. Well, Harry's definitely more popular than Will, but you know, they're blood related. So it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, there's still this thing about pitting um, anybody against the other, especially when they're family. But for some reason, and it's really fucked up, the media really loves to come down on both of the women, on any woman. You know, they automatically have to be adversaries. They automatically have to be fashion, you know, fashion um, competitors. They all automatically have to be either a diva or ditzy or whatever, you know, but that being said, the Sussexes are more, they are accumulating more global interest and maybe it's because they're newlyweds. I don't know. But my, my point that I'm making here is if Kate was smart, if she wanted to, now this may, you know, just, it's my opinion. She could use this as an opportunity to gain sympathy you know what I mean? In one way or, or the other. Uh, if she had any guts, she would use this this latest bit of news to get the public on, on, on her side. Especially if she didn't intend to go anywhere. She's hell-bent on being the future queen of England. Consort of England. You can see that girl ain't going nowhere. Honey, she's hanging on for dear life. If she's so desperate to look good... And even if her husband is walking all over her, she could use this moment as, because the lay person doesn't really get into the tea like we do. But you could use this as a moment to kind of get the public to back you a little bit more. Because, I I mean, I still think most people are bored with Kate. Um, and that, like, that's a real tea. Um, she's been getting a free pass this whole time. And to be honest, nobody would blame her for it. Nobody would blame her for it. Because after all, she was the one who was cheated on. She was the pregnant woman who was cheated on. And it's just that they kept it under wraps at the time that it happened. 
but now everybody's talking about it. She could, but I don't really think that she has the the, the guts to do that. Uh, but it's just a thought. Another thing, stop using the Sussexes as props, please. Cambridges. All right, the media is writing stories about, oh, the Cambridges went to see the Sussexes. It was a surprise visit. Who publicizes a, a visit to their brother? I even saw Omid post a story. Like, baby, what is you doing? Like, I know you got a job to do, but... Huh, that just felt really odd. And the timing of it was what made it so odd. Huh. Yeah, this is just like a bizarro world. It just feels like that story was fed to them, or fed to him. Um, but, you know, he wasn't the only one tweeting about it. But... I don't know. I read someone put it um, this way, that he's the one that Sussex fans, right? Or really um, Sussex and Cambridge fans, I think, on Twitter and um, other places online. They trust what he says. They trust what Omid says because, you know, because he's, he's Kobe. So if he says it, then of course, you know, we have, we, we should just kind of like go with it, but still it's like who publicizes a private home visit, you know, and why y'all all up in mega house, a surprise visit, honey, I grew up to call before I came to, to somebody's house, you know, and it's not like, um, they live in Nottingham cottage anymore. That's a little bit different. In this case, you, you driving, I think it's 25 miles, 23 miles. Hmm, that's weird. You know, despite all of that, there's so much more to look forward to. Um, and this is the note I want to end on. Specifically, I want to direct my love and support and good vibes to Harry. You know, he's going to be a dad. And if you follow him for any length of time, you've known that he's always wanted to be a dad. Um, he has that dad swagger too here lately. You know what I mean? And really for the past couple of months, it's like, honey, you can't tell him nothing. He about to get, he about to get his little family started. And, and I have to say that, like, I am so happy for him. He's always wanted kids and now is his time. You know, um, at the time of this recording, like I said, it looks like there's some buzz going around Frogmore and, um, in Windsor. And this is probably not a drill, but in general, you know, I hope that it is a happy time. I know it should be a happy time. It's unfortunate that the drama that is happening around them at the time of their child's birth is happening, but that's, you know, even though it's unfair, um, Harry being who he is, is going to carry on no matter what. Looking forward to all the good that is due to him and to his family. It's been a long time coming. Harry was basically alone in his teen years, acting out, being caught smoking weed, running around naked in Vegas with thoughts. And yeah, he and Will were pretty close, but I can't, at, at this point, I can't help but question how close they actually were in those teen years, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but they... And honestly, they do really live a life that is foreign to the vast majority of us. Um, from the very beginning, William's upbringing was different from Harry's. Being raised as a royal in the modern world is a very weird thing. Then when 
Princess Diana died, I think Harry lost everything that grounded him, you know? While Will was still grounded by his sense of duty as a future king, you know? So this, like, their outlook within this royal family was just different from the gate. So when he lost his mother, of course Harry acted out. But thinking about both of them in that context, and to be honest, Kate, too, being a royal looks like it's really, really, really lonely. And I have empathy for that. And no pun intended, but it ain't all roses. It's not all roses to be famous in any sense, but especially in, in that sense. Which is why I respect Harry and Meghan for working so hard to protect each other. Even if the brothers were close, when Kate came along and she basically was like hanging on for dear life, often Harry was the third will, especially in their young adulthood. Not because he wanted to be, but because he clearly enjoys the family atmosphere. And in a coal institution like the royal family, I'm sure many of his days outside of hanging with the Cambridges were very lonely. Until his boo got there. Honey, Megan was up in Nottingham Cottage living with Harry. And I'm sure Nottingham Cottage probably never felt like more of a home than it did after Megan got there. It is a love that Harry never knew before. And the world fell in love with the both of them because of that. So because we see them as a team... A team in love, a team in life, a team in duty, and soon a team in parenthood. I'm sure the vast majority of anyone who is even half paying attention to the birth of this baby is wishing them nothing but the best. Harry deserves all of this happiness. He has waited long enough for it. Like I said, I might be back. <laughs> You'll definitely see me on Twitter uh, or Instagram, just kind of maybe tweeting like a mad woman. I don't know, but I've already seen people talking about helicopters and ambulances. So, um, yeah, it's been unusual movement over there, but, um, I even, I think I saw somebody reference, uh, the photographer, Chris, Chris Jackson, the Getty photographer, uh, it's kind of in the area. <laughs> so, you know, that's their favorite photographer now. Okay, you know, really just go back over the Sussex IG. They they credit Chris Jackson a lot, okay? Um, so I think there's some things that's going on. Um, and I also read an article saying that the baby would come later this week. So maybe Megan is being induced, um, which is common. You know, you can kind of set an appointment to have your baby these days, which is cool. So um, it's good to know because sis is ready to bust. Honey, we're ready to meet baby Sussex. I am so excited. So please stand by um, because, you know, like I said, I might re release another episode. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. I kind of just want to take in all of the all of the details as they come. But um, we are waiting for you, baby Sussex. I pray for a smooth and peaceful entry into this world. And I pray that you remain protected in your parents' arms for as long as you can be. Thank y'all for listening. Make sure you catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Sussex Squad in both places. Subscribe on iTunes or any of your favorite platforms. 
and consider leaving a five-star review if you enjoyed this podcast and share it with someone if you think they might enjoy it. Stand by. I'm on baby watch. Peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me.